Before we get going, um, we I want to play a short video that the Bible Society produced. Um, it's a spoken word piece, um, and it's it's we played part one on Friday. If you were with us on Good Friday, um, if you weren't there, you can watch it on. I think we put it on our Facebook page now. Um, but I want to play part two as we get going, and really, it's it's um, Peter's perspective through particularly John twenty and twenty one. So this is the Bible being read for us this morning. I thought this would be better um, than me reading two chapters. So go for it, Phil, thanks. Thanks, Phil. What a superb telling of the story of the disciples encountering Jesus, the risen King Jesus. And I love how that video ends. This changes everything. And I just wanna take a moment just for us to think about what it changes, what the resurrection of Jesus changes for us because I don't know about you I'm loving that we're going through the book of Acts at the moment and I, I I kind of just as we've been particularly in the last few chapters just how the whole world is turned upside down for these guys who are with Jesus who are following Jesus learning from him and that whole world has been turned upside down and they're witnessing just the most incredible uh situations and scenarios that I just think their minds must have been totally blown over and over again as they saw the power of God and the kingdom of heaven breaking out all around them. And these were just the ordinary people who were radically changed and transformed by the power of their encounter with the risen King Jesus. And, and it changed them so much that this wasn't just they added some um, religious new practice to the, to the periphery of their lives, but they were totally transformed in every aspect of their lives. It was like a full transformation. They, they, they shaped their whole lives around Jesus. They began to see God at work in their community. They were hungry for the presence and the kingdom of God to break out wherever they were. And even in the coming weeks, as we carry on through Acts, we'll see that it becomes an increasingly great expense to them. They, they, they gave themselves to Jesus. That, the, that being a follower of Jesus, encountering the risen King Jesus for these guys changed everything. And it's fascinating that over just a short period of time that um, Peter was just talking about, in, even in that video there, we, we see how just a few days earlier, they had been around, or Peter had been stood around a different campfire. He'd been stood around a fire with um, some people. He was out in the cold and the dark, um, trying to put distance between himself and Jesus. And yet, just a short while later, he's gathering around uh, a fire with Jesus on the beach as Jesus cooks some breakfast, warmed by the presence of Jesus, warmed by the breaking of a new day sun. This, the, the resurrection changes everything. And it's, and it's really the, the story of what our world longs for in so many ways. Our world longs for transformation and renewal. Each one of us, whether we know Jesus or not, we're we're looking for transformation and renewal. And the, the events of that first Easter Sunday, they reverberate, don't they, down to us, two and a half thousand miles, 2,000 years later, here in Swindon or in France, in the midst of the pandemic, the resurrection still changes and transforms everything. And so I just want to ask you a question that I'd love you to dwell on today and maybe over the next few days is, how has the resurrection of Jesus Christ changed and transformed your life? To actually take time to think about that question, how has the fact that Jesus Christ rose 
from the grave. He was crucified, buried, and rose from the grave. How has that transformed and changed your life? Because Jesus' intention for you in that is just the same as with the disciples, that it isn't just a bolt on um, to the periphery of your life somehow, some nice religious practice. Go to church on a Sunday on Zoom every now and again, but that it brings a total transformation to who you are as a person, your worldview, your purpose, what you're living for, where you go, who you talk to, how you, how you spend your money, how you love your neighbor. Jesus' resurrection transforms everything we are and all that we're about. Um, the coronavirus and this pandemic has given our world globally a huge opportunity to transform, whether that's healthcare, education, business, work-life balance, hobbies, interests. It's, it's a year of disruption that has given our world a, a massive opportunity to change, whether that's the imbalances and injustices of rich countries and poor countries and how rich countries care for and, and meet the needs of poorer countries or not. And we have this massive opportunity. Just, just the other day, I was listening to a Radio 4 program and it was talking about education and how we've, education's had this huge opportunity to change and transform for the first time ever, really. And how just earlier last month, schools went back to the same unchanged education system that basically the Victorians set up for us 150 years ago. Sure, there's a little bit of difference between now and then, but we had this huge opportunity of this pandemic to reform the education system, and yet it's gone back to how it was. And so I wonder, I wonder for you and I, what's gonna change out the back of this pandemic? That there may be some new things that we give ourselves to, but my guess is that the reality is there won't be much for many of us that changes at all. My, my guess is that out of the back of the pandemic, we will end up back where we were because we really are creatures of habit. Yet this resurrection event, in contrast to even a global pandemic of the last year, this one event that took place, Jesus' death and burial and resurrection has totally transformed not only, not only yours and my life, but it's transformed the cosmos. It's transformed everything. Jesus is resurrection that one single event has transformed everything and so just for a couple of minutes literally I've got my timer running you'll be pleased to know um I've got just three ways I just want to touch on and mention that I'd love us to be thinking about how Jesus's resurrection transforms and changes our lives as followers of him in particular so the first one is this it's the foundation it gives us the resurrection gives us a new identity. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul put it like this, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And that is because Jesus has risen from the grave. You now, if you are in him, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have a new identity. You are not the same person as you were before you placed your faith in Jesus. Christians are not the same as everybody else, having met Jesus and believed in him. And the Apostle Paul says that it was the resurrection that, of Jesus that was essential to this Christian life and hope we have. Listen to this in 1 Corinthians 15. Paul says, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, 
that Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. He goes on to say, but if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. The resurrection is so crucial that if, in fact, if Paul says, if Jesus hasn't been raised to life, then the preaching of the gospel is useless. The gospel message that you've heard and received is useless and so too is your believing in it. That's how essential the resurrection of Jesus is to life as followers of Jesus. Just a few verses later, Paul says this, and I hope you know it, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. He's the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So the resurrection gives us a new identity. You are now alive in Jesus, forgiven, adopted, rescued, accepted, and restored into God's household as a son, as a daughter of your heavenly father, because Jesus has been resurrected because Jesus has defeated sin and death. On the cross, he took our sin upon himself as though it were his own. He sacrificed himself and demonstrated his great love towards each of us when we didn't deserve it. It was on the cross that we were redeemed and it's where our debt of sin to God was paid for and cancelled once and for all. Sin is defeated. Death is defeated because of the resurrection of Jesus. I just think that's so encouraging, isn't it? That it's not just I've encountered the risen Jesus. I believed in him. And now I do a few religious activities. No, I am a new creation. You are a new creation. I just want you to hear that this morning, that if you have placed your faith in Jesus, you are a new creation. You have a new identity in him. You are a spirit filled Jesus person that's your identity you're one of his he's your older brother isn't that just incredible that the Jesus who is God is your older brother this morning I just, that's amazing secondly the resurrection is your source of joy the resurrection of Jesus Jesus being raised to life is your source of joy listen to what the writer in Hebrews says in Hebrews 12 for the joy set before him Jesus endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross. For the joy of resurrection, the future hope, future glory, for the joy that Jesus saw that, that the grave wouldn't hold him, but that he would be raised to life, and along with him, you and I and everyone who places a hope in Jesus, that resurrection hope, made Jesus endure in the cross. It wasn't the nails that held him there. It wasn't the soldiers that held him there. It wasn't Pilate that held him there. It was the joy that was before Jesus that held him onto the cross. The joy of having a people, you and I, and, and countless others across the face of the earth as his own. That was the joy that was set before him. And do you know that God intends that that same joy that held Jesus to the cross that caused him to endure because of the hope of a redeemed people, of resurrection life. If God intends that that same joy is the joy that fills you and I today, that fuels us in life as we daily follow Jesus, whether we're suffering in pain through times 
of loss and frustration and annoying bosses and arguing children and a husband who's just frustrating and doesn't get the, the shelves up on the wall quick enough and all of that kind of stuff. Um, sorry, we just moved. It's just a little dig. <laughs> and, but Jesus intends that the same joy that caused Jesus, that, that was set before him, is the joy that fills yours and my life this morning, today. Right now, wherever you are, it's the same joy. In John 15, Jesus said it like this. I've told you all these things. I've told you what must happen. I've told you my plan for you. I've told you how I'm going to defeat sin and death so that my joy may be in you and your joy complete. I tell you, your joy will not be complete when finally lockdown is fully over. Lockdown fully over does not equate to full joy. It actually equates to lots of frustration. Remember how frustrating life used to be and how busy life used to be before lockdown. Do you, do you actually remember that? Rushing around, trying to get everywhere, cramming everything in. When lockdown lifts, great as it will be that we get to be with one another, that doesn't equate to full joy. But Jesus says, my joy. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you. That joy that was set before him of a resurrection hope, a resurrection people, resurrection life. Jesus says, I want that joy to be in you. You see, Jesus' resurrection, it doesn't only guarantee that we will be raised to life with him, although it does, but it guarantees that we will have the same joy that defined him, the same joy that shaped his life, that made him endure through incredible suffering, that that will shape the boundaries and borders of our lives. Church, I want to encourage us that we are meant to be a people who know the joy of heaven. We're in, a, in an age of, of misery, really, when people are not happy and looking for joy in all kinds of things and places. We have the joy of heaven within us, within us as a community. We, we are not like the world. We are totally different because we have the kingdom of heaven amongst us and we know it and we know the king who's defeated sin and death. We have the joy of heaven among us. And then finally, the resurrection fuels us in new purpose. It fuels us in new purpose. It isn't just simply that through Jesus' death, and I know you know this, but it isn't simply that the resurrection offers us some kind of afterlife hope, vague, well, one day I'll be floating on a cloud in glory with Jesus, something like that. I'm not quite sure, but, but it will be good, I'm sure. It's not just some vague forgiveness of sin so that, so that you can be a friend with God again. That's true. It does offer us forgiveness of sin, as we said a moment ago. And that was required so that you can be a friend of God, so that you can walk with him. But the resurrection offers us a new purpose in life, here and now, today. Right now, today. Not, not when we get back together in person one day. Not when this lockdown's over. Not one day when you get everything sorted in life. Not one day when you're in new heavens and new earth in glory with Jesus, but today the resurrection gives us new purpose. I just want to give you a couple of for starters, but there's so much more than this. For starters, sin was defeated upon the cross. Death was defeated through Jesus' resurrection. Evil was defeated. Satan was defeated. And that means that we have a hope and a future that is secure because Jesus has defeated it. We will one day have a renewed 
resurrection body that is perfect, which is good news. Amen. I, I tell you what, I can't wait until that day. We're going to have a renewed heavens and earth together. We're going to dwell with God on this heavens and earth. We get to look forward to that. We have an eternal life that we have received right now that we get to walk with God, not just one day, but today. The resurrection has given us new purpose. So the resurrection doesn't simply mean that we tag some religious activity onto the, the periphery of our life, but that we, like the disciples, allow it to come and transform every aspect of who we are. Total transformation of our lives. Now no longer acting as kings, seeking our own glory for the sake of comfort in our own lives, but rather that we shape ourselves around Jesus and his life. And like him, we lay down our lives for the sake of his glory for the sake of those who don't yet know him, for the sake of those who are walking in darkness, for the sake of Swindon, for the sake of France, for the sake of the nations of the earth, for the sake of those who are asylum seekers and refugees, just like we were spiritually, we too now get to walk with Jesus and have the resurrection shape us, give us an identity and a purpose. You see, the message of Jesus on the cross, I'm just going to show my age a minute, when I was younger, my dad used to have an, an album by Adrian Snell, and it was called, it was from a play that Adrian Snell wrote called The Mission. And I remember being a kid driving around listening to this, and there was a song that I used to love. Um, and Jesus was on the cross, and he was talking to John and to Mary, and he said, Mary, here's your son, and, and John, here's your mother. And then he said this, stand and be ready, for life has begun. Tell them that those who are dead or alive make them remember that I cast out fear then let the world know my power can set men free we have been given a purpose through the resurrection of Jesus so my question I want to come back to for you today is to think about this what has the resurrection transformed and changed in you for God's glory do not let the resurrection be some religious element of your life it is total transformation and my hope is that as we move forward we, we we are believing increasingly for God to do a resurrection work in us in this town seeing transformation in our lives and that of our town in the days ahead father I want to pray right now for us as a community that you would remind us today of the power of your resurrection that sin has been defeated, that the grave has been defeated, that we have received eternal life right now in you because of your victory over sin and death. We have a future hope, a future glory. We have a new identity. We have a new purpose in you that you have called us to live as salt and light for your glory, for the coming of your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And so we bless your name today. We say, Jesus, thank you that you embrace the cross for the joy that was set before you. Father, I pray in these days that we would embrace all you have called us to in Swindon, laying down our lives, counting the cost for the joy of what's set before us, that one day we will be with you face to face in glory. And we look forward to that day and we say, come, Lord Jesus. But right now, fill us with your spirit. Give us fresh power, we pray in this moment. Give us new joy in this moment to live as those who've encountered the risen King Jesus in our generation. 
Come, Lord Jesus. Fill us afresh, we pray. Amen.